This week in league, which ESL player has more balls than Paul Wood? Well, all of them as far as we know, but still, he's a tough cunt. James Boober Graham takes his new nickname to heart and shows an old lady the meaning of comprehensive coverage. Clearly there's too many Kiwis declaring for Australia at the moment. Adam Blair has been selected to play for New Zealand. And we reveal the winners from the third annual Twilly Awards. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 108 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. And I'm classy. You're classy. You I are am. classing it up. Uh, I have to put the picture on the webpage uh, for, for this and on Facebook as well uh, for this episode, just so everyone who, who's not on Twitter can see the photograph that I took of him early. Uh, let's just say Glenn uh, dressed up as, as Westies do. Yep. He spiffed himself up for the uh, Twilly Awards sure and, uh, and looking resplendent. He's even wearing a tie. I am. And no pants. And he's wearing pants, although you wouldn't know from the photo because it probably only goes down to your uh, waist, not even that far down. That's right. So. I did offer that. to take my pants off earlier, but you uh, rejected my proposal. Yeah, quite quite, uh, quite firmly. You did. And then you said I could, uh, well, no, I wasn't taking the pants off. You said that I could, I could touch your penis. I said that as well. Yeah. You didn't reject that quite so firmly. Well, I did. And then, oh, well, well, <laughs> well I, I did. And then you came back and said, look, you know, the offer's always, you know, this, this is going to stay on the table. But anyway, this isn't this week in sexy talk. <laughs> well, every week it's this week in Between sexy talk. Between two gender confused men. <laughs> Who's confused about gender? Sorry? <laughs> Who's confused about gender? Well, I'm confused about yours. <laughs> <sighs> so, what's going on? Heaps of stuff. What are we going to talk about this week? It's nothing. I know. Footy. Footy free. <laughs> A whole week without footy is fucking disappointing. It is. And uh, after next week... We've got about five months of it. Yeah. If only there was a game to play uh, for that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so I can't wait to get Madden. I'm playing Madden all off-season. And smash, just throw sideways smash, passes and shit. Smash the shit out of it. <laughs> Madden's, Madden's the joint. Well, I haven't played. I haven't had Madden. I don't think I've had Madden for about eight, eight years, maybe. I Plus. don't even have a PlayStation. So that your yeah. gaming references are lost on me also. Okay, well, then I won't mention uh, how awesome it is. Cool. And, uh... You'll have to come over and play against me. And I'll, and I'll, oh, and I'll, God, I love doing that. <laughs> and I'll take you back to the times when, you know, the first rugby, what, what rugby league, was it rugby league three on the Wii? When you, when you yeah. kept, you trying to, you just pass the ball to Lottie and you're trying to get Lottie to make every tackle. Yes. And you'd lose like 24 nil every time. a very good plan, no? <laughs> I'm not sure you ever scored a point, to be honest. Didn't score a point. <laughs> and uh, my UFC video gaming uh, exploits were just as fruitless. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I forgot. Did you play the full one or were we just playing the demo that day? Demo. Yeah. That was good times too. Anyway, another thing I'm shit at. Video yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What an extensive lift that's becoming. Um, Got a plug on it.com, O-N-N-I-T.com. Use the code T-W-I-L and you get 10% off your order. And you know, also, if you're on Alpha Brain, you know, which is a nootropic, yes. you'd fucking remember to turn the volume off your phone so it didn't fucking beep in the middle of the fucking show. How about that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so, if you took Alpha Brain, maybe you'd be a little no, bit calmer no, if I took and wouldn't movie. go fucking mouthing off to people that could quite easily fucking punch your face through the back of your head. If I took, Just saying. <laughs> and for those playing at home, drink. <laughs> You're going to get drunk tonight. Because <laughs> you know there is a bit of a drinking game every time you threaten physical violence against me. Really? Yeah. 
<laughs> if you weren't such a cock, people wouldn't get so drunk. <laughs> Maybe you need to take some new mood. Some alpha brain to see the area your way. Some new mood to calm you the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and some uh, shroom tech immune to... Uh, What's the sickness you get heal, from... Heal the sickness in your fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe take some shrimp tech sports so, so you could give yourself a chance to even fucking close the fucking distance on me in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Please. But yeah, um... Despite- I'll eat a couple of your powder puffs to get in there, buddy. We'll be right. I need a powder puffs. If I can shoot double leg, boom, choke you out. <laughs> Go to sleep, bitch. <laughs> I whisper in your ear too. So what do Tell people to, do when you threaten physical to, violence? <laughs> I wasn't threatening physical violence. I was just talking about how I was going to defend myself. <laughs> You'd rear naked choke and just whisper in your ear and say, just, oh, tell, yeah. just tell you. Quite to, literally rear naked choke, just and quietly just, knowing and, you. And, uh, and, and just, just Still whis- confused about your gender. And just whisper in your ear and tell you, you know, think, think, you know, think about your mummy and you'll be all right as you're going out. Because <laughs> that'd be some cold-blooded shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you you didn't see you saw that Henzo Gracie shit on on Twitter? You don't know who Henzo Gracie is, do you? Yes, I do. Who is he then? He's uh, part of the famous Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu founding family, <laughs> the Gracies. Yeah, okay, that much that much is correct. <laughs> but did you see the thing Thank where you. did you did you see the thing where he um where he was going home uh, at, at a strange hour of the night? Two guys were following him, and he knew and he sort of picked up that these guys were following him. And he's like, he could have gotten a cab. <laughs> Obviously, he chose not to. He started staggering like he was drunk. <laughs> and, and he still stopped and he took pictures and stuff. And he's tweeting the whole way. These two guys are following me. You fucking, you know, I, know, I can tell they're following me. They're acting, they're acting like I'm not. I'll stop every now and then. And then they stop. Like, you know, I can tell they're trying to, you know, they're trying to follow me. And so he's just tweeting nonstop the whole time, taking pictures and stuff. And then, then he goes, okay, <laughs> be right back. <laughs> and they asked him for a cigarette. And so he basically just punched one of the guys straight out. The other guy ran, and so um, the first guy, he basically beat him to a pulp, and um, <clears throat> then he got in his car and went driving around looking for the other guy. Half an hour, couldn't find him. Then he thought, I'll just go back to where it all happened. Sure enough, <laughs> first mistake ever. <laughs> the most obvious mistake you can make. The other guy goes back to the scene of the crime, so Enzo gets him, fucks him up, chokes him out, and he's whispering to him as he's choking him out. He's like, you know, this is what death feels like. Don't do this again. Chokes him out, starts raccooning him, punching him in the eyes. <laughs> Until he wakes up, chokes him out again, <laughs> raccoons him, punches him in the eyes three times. <laughs> Teach this fucking guy. Wow. Listen. And then he's tweeting pictures. He tweets a picture of a guy like looking half out and sorry. He tweets pictures of his knuckles like all fucking bloody and shit. And he's just live tweets. Is this just recently? It happened probably about uh, a month ago, maybe. That's magnificent. Best thing I've ever seen on Twitter. And um, and I'm just, what I'm saying is, it's a long story short, but that's what's going to happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my chances. So, uh, Thanks very so much. the moral of the story is go to onit.com, onnit.com, use the code TWIL, and you get 10% off your order of fantastic supplements that um, <laughs> that clearly have something to do with that long that long tail of, of physical violence and threats against each other that we just made. Yes. Okay, so uh, we've got some news coming up, and not a lot of news because, quite frankly, rugby league, you're a disappointment at the moment. I mean, the off-season, the grand final's over with, and you know, you're the forgotten sport. I mean, there's a couple of stories going on there, some of them, <laughs> some of them quite tragic, actually, and um, some of them just funny. 
We'll start off with uh, one of the ones that's just funny. Paul Wood, a prop for Warrington, was playing in the uh, in the grand final over there at the ESL, and uh, he copped a knee to the balls in the first half, continued to play on. Oh, sorry, it happened just into the second half. Got a knee in the balls, and um, he carried on to the final whistle. Obviously, he must have been in, you know, in some pain. He was doing post-match interviews and all that sort of thing. No problem. Goes and uh, gets it checked out. Had to go undergo surgery. Had a ruptured testicle. Had to get his uh, testicle removed. And so, yeah, the next day he came out of hospital and he started tweeting, saying, oh, uh, seriously, I feel like I've, just, I've left something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just coming out of the hospital to go home. Seriously, feel like I've left something. And he was tweeting about it all. So, yeah, um, what legend. A fucking legend. I mean, he um, lost the grand final. And loser. Which, yeah, but I mean... And a testicle, which hurts more. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm people, gonna go the people um, you know, losing a grand final would be bad enough. But, like, yeah, essentially leaving a, leaving a nut out there as well. Not fucking good. <laughs> but what a tough bar to continue playing on when you get guys like, um, you know, Josh Dugan. Won't play, won't play because he's got a fucking boil on his ass or something. <laughs> then you get this guy. Finish the game. Gets a testicle smashed in. <laughs> with an exploded testicle. And I've seen guys in MMA take a full kick to the balls. Yeah. Don't lose a nut over it. I mean, yeah, they got a cup on, but also they're getting an un- unobstructed full full blown soccer style kick yeah. straight to the nuts. So this guy, he's got some <laughs> I was just gonna say he's got some balls. Well he's got he's got some he's got, some <laughs> he's ball. got a ball. He's, he's got, got some, a ball and uh He's got some ball. I can see a uh, a future clearly he's gonna take up uh cycling. Yep. Um you know, I can see seven straight Tour de France victories uh, in his future. That's it. Because there's one thing we've learned from the history of cycling is, is that, that uh, one testicle... get much, much better at it with only one nut. An EPO. <laughs> <laughs> Dope strong. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, yeah, the tragic. There's no, there's no jokes to be found about this one, unfortunately. Uh, young Sea Eagles player found dead. Um Jason Anir was the player. He uh, played in New South Wales Cup. Uh, he was in, uh, looking to get into the full-time squad, actually, for the next season. Um, he was found uh, at the base of a cliff near Freshwater Beach. Uh, in his suit, still after the, uh, the Manly um, Awards, you know, post-season awards night. Um, so, yeah, not a good story. Um, they kind of kept it. It's been sort of quiet, you know. The name Twitter, as Twitter does, you know, the name of the guy came out fairly quickly before the club and the police and everyone else, you know, kind of uh, acknowledged who it was. But um, just tragic, tragic for the Manly family. It was uh, it was tragic reading some of the tweets from obviously you know his mates and stuff and the you know, guys that play for the club, and it was equally tragic reading some dumb shit from fucking imbeciles as well. Very much so. Who I won't, who I won't name there. Who don't deserve to be named on the exactly. number one rugby league podcast on the planet, Nathan. Exactly. But, um, yeah, tragic, tragic story. And um, obviously we feel for the, the club and, and most of all for his family and friends. And yeah, it's, what do you say? It's terrible, terrible yeah. news. Yeah, exactly. So I guess more's going to come out about it. But, um, you know, whatever the case, not good. What is good for Craig Bellamy, he turned down the Warriors job. And Apparently. two million bucks. Imagine what he must multi, be getting paid multi. at the storm, Nathan. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you do realise you, you know, you'd have to take your New Zealand dollars and, and you have to divide the contract. So, you know, yes, it was a multi-million dollar New Zealand dollar deal. <laughs> so it was probably like 200 grand over here. Um, <laughs> they've been knocked back so far by David Kidwell, Shane Flanagan 
and your mate Stephen Kearney. And they are now trying to find a coach. They've got the players in three weeks' time. They're going to be returning to pre-season training, or at least they're scheduled to return then. Uh, so we've got affirming of discarded veterans, Tim Sheens and Brian Smith. They could be the favourites for the Warriors post. Uh, speculation, a decision will be made within the next 48 hours. And also saw speculations. I saw... Uh, Mole from the Molly from uh, Rugby League Week. Mm. He's uh, on holiday at the moment in Fiji, so he's sort of been offline a bit. But he tweeted today and said, "Look, I'm, I apologise about the uh, about the Warriors situation, but I'm going to be I'll, I'll be able to tell say something in, within 48 hours. So it's mm. it's you know not long after you listen to this show, you're probably going to know who this coach is. Um, the Warriors they wanted him to start immediately as head coach for the 2013 season, but he has no intention of leaving the Storm before his deal is completed after next season. So he's definitely going to be coaching the Storm next season." But he is still, uh, you know, the Storm want to keep him there and uh, finish his coaching career there. But, you know, fucking finishing hell. a coaching career is a long fucking time. It's not like a player where you can go... What's he, 40? Uh, yeah, if that, you think, he'd, probably, he'd probably be about that, wouldn't he? Maybe be older. 40s? Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. So, Wayne Bennett's 286. I mean, you would think that... I mean, he, he's pretty angry. He, he would drop dead of a heart attack before he hit 55, I reckon, if he kept coaching <laughs> the whole time. But, um, yeah... Yeah, I, I think he's got more than, you know, like a four or five year sort of deal ahead of him, you know, for the rest of his career. Unless, it, you know, I, I'm not sure. Has he ever come out and said that he's, you know, got a limited time in the in the thing he wants to do, you know, no. hit, kick some goals and get out and enjoy his life? Uh, he surely doesn't, heard. He doesn't enjoy coaching, surely. I mean, you, you look at him. Yeah, just imagine him, like, if he wasn't coaching, imagine him down the, you know, down the beach with his kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not the fucking sandcastle I fucking told you to build. <laughs> Throws a water bottle through yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> um, just want to touch on the Bulldogs' disgraceful grand final uh, post post choke oh, antics. Um, fucking hell! The obviously we we spoke about the Mad Monday incident last week. Um, Canterbury have rejected any suggestion that the comments that they made were about this reporter which is uh, kind of weird. The ARLC has handed down a report and the only punishment, I say in quotes, has been dished out. Uh, the club is paying a $30,000 contribution to a nominated charity and the Bulldogs are going to uh, deal with the people who made the comments in-house. So no one's ever going to get pinged for it. And uh, apparently the players are paying uh, maybe a grand a piece or something towards that towards that 30 grand. Yeah. And you know, there's talk of saying it's like a fine. It's not really a fine at all. It's actually more a donation... Um, and you know, I don't, it's it's fairly light, you know, altogether. Fairly light. Yeah, I think it's so. Thirty grand. Hey, I've not, I know I know teams that apparently had drunken antics that got fined a hundred thousand dollars. Well, it wasn't apparent. It was people slapping sponsors and all sorts of things that never going happened. on there. Nathan allegedly never happened. Um, Thirty grand, and it is a fine. It's money that's coming out of the club and by via the players. It would seem that seems like a fine to me. Where the money ends up. Yeah, but I mean, it's there's fairly no, irrelevant. There's, it's still a fine, isn't it, Nathan? The, the, no, there's more of a suggestion. Isn't it really? No, it's still a fine because no, there's money don- being paid by the club. Donation going to the NRL, and then the NRL is dispersing it to a uh, charity. They're putting it to charity, and I don't think, it, and I, I don't, I don't. Well, why shouldn't a charity ben- charity benefit? Why yeah, should it go I'm, in the NFL's coffers? I'm not sure that it was actually mandated by the NRL. I think it's a Canterbury thing to try and for them to sort of you know be you know look sorry but not be sorry. Well, that's just you being a bitter and twisted individual. <laughs> And probably, you know, I, I can't believe you haven't, you know, brought forward a case to, to say the money should have been paid directly to Manly. 
Should have been. As an apology to Brett Stewart. Plus another 70 grand to, to equal the 100 grand that they're actually yes. owed. Uh, now, the reporter, Jane, has a party. She said that the windows were open and the phrases were yelled out of the windows. We didn't hear anything else other than this abuse, so it was clearly directed for us to hear it. Initially, the abuse was directed at our cameraman, but when I arrived, it became more vulgar and offensive and sexual directed at me. I just don't think any woman should have to put up with that, and I don't think any man should think it's okay to say those things. Now, Greenberg said he was aware of who had made every comment, but he declined to disclose it. Uh, they had the internal report, video evidence, and an independent security report found that some players and their guests were found to be interacting with media representatives in a manner that could be seen as threatening. He, uh, Greenberg has apologised to the reporter for the situation, and he, but he said there's no benefit in outing those responsible for the comments. We're the first to admit we should have handled things better, Greenberg said in a statement. After completing a thorough investigation, I'm now aware of every comment made. I'm aware of every person that comments were attributed to and the context in which those comments were made. The players and staff have been all forthcoming with the information and honest in their discussions. There's a lot of sledging going on between the players and they use language that was inappropriate. It would not be helpful or fair to single any one name out and it can only produce a result that would be disproportionate with the actions of any individual. Now... I've mentioned sledging going on. A video has surfaced of James Graham. Which will be posted to our website. It'll be posted to, to yeah, it'll be posted to our website. And um, of course, if you uh, and if you're you know away from the computer at the moment or whatever, and you just have to come upon this later, just get on YouTube and YouTube James Graham, aka Jammer. It'll be the first result you get. And um, basically, he's in a a fairly uh, dingy pub in England, dancing with a woman who is, um, let's just say, old. She's probably old enough for, you know, she's certainly old enough to be someone's nana. It'd be fair to say. She's old enough to be a nana's nana. Great nana. <laughs> and so he's basically shaking it and dancing it. And this, uh, and this old woman is uh, putting her hands down his pants and putting her hands between his legs, to say. Yes. Give him a few little love taps, you know, on didn't, his doodle. Definitely didn't. On his, <laughs> could have been on his doodle, Yes. <laughs> So yeah, it's um, it's it's very. Uh, I love how you can call someone a cunt, but you still have to say doodle. That's magnificent. <laughs> I don't have to say doodle. I mean, I, she could. She, I could have said that she was rubbing him on the cock, but I just thought I'd just yeah, yeah. You know, throw some variety. Because she was a nana, you just wanted to keep it clean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, nanas don't rub cocks; they just give pats on the doodle. This one does. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it's a pretty funny video though. Um, you, you must watch it. Uh, Earlier tonight when I was watching it, I was, I was in hysterics. Um, Glenn wasn't interested in watching it. But then when I actually put it in front of you later, your reaction was <laughs> about well, the I same. I do love the old ducks, Nathan. <laughs> they the, love me. You're a gilf hunter from way back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, pretty funny video. Watch it. Apparently, the players were sledging James Graham about that video. And that is where those comments came from. I don't know if it was a dingy pub. It might have been a bowls, might have been a bowls club. Cheap drinks, James Graham. Fairly standard sort of northern English trying looking to pick pub. Up, uh, trying to pick up the old duck yeah. and save himself a few bucks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and get touched on the doodle. Signing news. Uh, Shandor Earl. Obviously, Canberra want to keep hold of that uh, unbeatable game plan. I think he probably only lost three games or maybe even maybe four yes. for like the half season he's with them. So, yeah, you have to say... Imagine he, the Canberra Raiders Instagram. He didn't... Oh, my God. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be sexy as for at least another couple of years with Shane Selfie Royal, Palooza. Selfie Palooza. Uh, also, Michael Crocker, he's gonna get one more season at least with the Rabbitohs. He signed the one year deal, and uh, 
Michael Maguire, of course, uh, loves him. He says, uh, Michael's leadership qualities really shone through in 2012 as part of our five-man captaincy group. He is and will be an integral part of this group, growing and taking the next steps forward. His experience will be crucial in guiding our younger players and helping us create what we're trying to create at this club. Now, also in signing news, and this one, it's not exclusive, but uh, it's under the radar at this point. I received a phone call today from someone who's in the know about these things. Not about these things in general, but in has a connection, let's say, to the recruitment of Parramatta Eels. And Robbie, done deal. Oh, fuck off. Deal was done before the grand final. That's bullshit. That's what I've been told. As in for, for 2013? I couldn't get I couldn't get the term or the amount of money that he was gone, but apparently he's done deal. So basically deal. you got and no, this guy, no fucking details other than Robbie's a done deal. Done deal for the Eels. Yeah. That's great. I know exactly where that information when you see it happens, from, and that is fucking not even the remotest possibility of being a trusted source. Because that this person, cocked. this person, also spot on with uh, Hopper Junior and Sandow, well before the, uh, well before it came out. Yeah. So make of it what you will, but you can bank on it that Robbie Farrow is going to be an eel. How would that make you feel, Glenn? Make you feel good? Do you like that? you like it? How about I just punch you in the face? <laughs> Drink. Oh, people are fucking dead from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> at this point. We're only 20 minutes in. Oh, look, I'd be shattered. I'd be very, very shattered if uh, if Robbie left the club. And to be honest, as much as I love Benji, I'd be more shattered if Robbie was to leave than Benji. So, um, You know who else? who else would think that way? People who know anything about football. Because yeah. Robbie is so far better than Benji. Benji, I'd almost go so far as saying he's a fucking liability. Can't kick goals. Can't pass it backwards. Can pass it backwards oh. over the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, to the guy in the first row. I mean, what about to his wingers? Oh, fucking hell. I mean, How admittedly. Long do I have to put up with this Tigers in decline? <laughs> Pretty much forever. <laughs> Until I hit bottom. Tigers in an abyss. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, yeah. Tigers red, Farah. It's going to be an eel. I think it's a it's 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 a heartbreaking thing for the Tigers. I mean, this guy, you know, it's fucking heart and soul of the club. Heart and soul of the club. Yeah. Heart and soul. He's like, our warrior. He's a warrior. Like a, I mean, like like, like Brycey, Hino, Bo. Hearts and souls, all well, of them. I guess if yeah, I, one I ventricle, don't really one ventricle that. each. When he goes, the whole. I know exactly who your source is, and uh, I don't trust that cock one bit. <laughs> <laughs> so be it so just quickly rugby league live came out this week and um we have a listener of the show actually works for the company that developed this game yes gave it gave our details he sort of said you know to us you know send your details and we should get something going so uh, i sent the details nothing happened at all so um not the developer's fault i mean it's probably like hgs or whoever the publisher is um what are they like Big Ant or something, or True Blue Entertainment, or whatever. Big Ant's a developer, so I think they're all good. But uh, yeah, True Blue uh, and HES, the, the uh, producers, or not the producers, the fucking, what do you call them? Distributors of the game. Distributors, yes. Didn't, didn't deem us worthy of, uh, you know, and, and our very engaged community worthy that's right of getting some love in the game. And they did, they did show some love to some people I saw on Twitter, but I think it was more people, you know, they more kids that they knew they could get excited. Mm. 
about the game and who would go out there and just go blah and just spruik everything like it's the best fucking thing I've ever seen in my life and not people who'd actually be objective and give reviews. So I put it out there earlier. It's just one thing, Nathan, yeah. other than you for Manly and me for the Tigers, it's yeah. one thing we are is fairly objective. We are. We are. Exactly. We're equal. And critical, some would say. We're, we're equal opportunity haters. But That's right. We do have the unique standpoint where you don't play games much at all. No. And I mean, I, I used to, but I mean, with the kids, I don't really have much chance either. But traditionally, I have played a lot of games. So we can sort of go to two different, you know, extremes as far so as... So I like, don't play games and you don't play games very much. No, I but understand I... understand why they didn't give us a game. Cunts. Well, like they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, tra- traditionally, traditionally, I, I have played a lot of games. So we... And even though, you know, if we gave it a test drive, the result, would, I would have just basically caned you and you probably would have hated every second of it because you got caned. It's still, you could have provided like the perspective of someone who's more of a, like a casual gamer who, you know, doesn't really jump on games much. Which I'm going to do anyway. Yeah, and uh, and then I would give the perspective more of a, you know, probably more critical because I'd be like, I'd know, you know, the quality of other, other t- sports tiles, especially from, you know, guys like EA and stuff. Anyway, put it out there this afternoon just quickly, just from the people who bought it, because we've seen a lot of comments sort of flying around Twitter with people, you know, some positive, some negative. So I put it out there just to ask some of our listeners what they thought about the game. Marcus RA said, it's basically Rugby League Live 1 with a very good graphics update. Some minor control changes, but still very average and clunky. Potential is there. And then we've got... Nihad K, he's actually tweeted directly to True Blue Games. You guys haven't sent this week in league RLL two yet. You do know they're the league trendsetters, right? Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. And uh, whatever trends you're fucking currently following as a result of us, you might want to rethink them. Exactly. As in, like shaving your head or growing stop, stop ridiculous do, stop, hair. Stop doing it is. immediately. It's Matthew, aka Matthew McCarthy. It's shit. I'd rather play with Sarah Jessica Parker than that shitty jizz bucket. Wow. I don't think he's played the game at all. Quite frankly. No. <laughs> Year of a Panther. 7 out of 10 so far. Massive improvement on Rugby League Live 1. Huge potential with career mode and player signings, etc. And uh, there we got Jar TV. Bought Rugby League Live 2 by at True Blue Games. Not even worth it for multiplayer. Huge waste of dollars. Same problems as Rugby League Live 1. Dash lots. And then we had Tad Pike. You two brain dead zombie corpse blowing needle dick should not even be allowed to be on Twitter, let alone anything else. Go Souths. <laughs> Thank you for your input, Mr. Pike. Yeah. To which I replied, USA, USA, USA. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone there, yeah, feel free to tweet us uh, with your thoughts of the game. I've seen people, you know, about the games, you know, and, and who are the ones that have been more sort of cheerleaders and have received early access. They're all universally positive because obviously, you know, they've been conditioned to go out there and spruik the game. Well, so it's fairly just- propaganda-ish. Yeah, so, I'm, know, in, so I'm interested that's in... That's all I'm saying. Interested in regular people who've, you know, gone out and actually, you know, plonked their money down and just see or what they think about it. Or irregular people. What's that? Or irregular people. Or irregular people. But, uh, yeah, interested in hearing about... Because, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, do I want to wait until it's like 40 bucks? <laughs> or do I want to get it like, you know, over the off-season so I can enjoy it? That's well, the I just think that we need to be careful and we need to be mindful of the fact that we shouldn't be comparing a rugby league game to FIFA or Madden or any of those EA Sports fucking huge, hugely uh, high-budgeted productions, Yeah, when they're all off the back of the biggest, most profitable sports in the world, and we've got little old rugby league over here in Australia. We a $1 billion deal plus. Yeah, that's right. The TV rights. Which pales in comparison <laughs> to the deal signed by the... Uh, 
that's true. Soccer and I mean, governing bodies, uh, in NFL and and those sorts of games. That's true, and I do agree. I do agree with what you're saying. Um, and just to, just to be the devil's advocate, I will, I will supply the counterpoint that some people would say, not me, but um, you know, if you're going to do something, fucking do it properly. I agree, but I would imagine they only have a limited budget, given that they're probably not EA Sports. Well, of course they're not. If you know what I mean. So, me and I know I'm not a gamer. So my expectations are fairly low. Still a rugby league game. You yeah. still get to be Benji Marshall and Lottie Takiri. You still get to be Parramatta with Robbie Farah. I mean, if that's what you want, that's what, you know, you still get to play, you still get to have fun. Yeah. It's uh, got to be more exciting than a rugby union game. Oh, yeah. But traditionally, rugby union games have been well done too. And you think, you know, the, the engines and like the rule, you know, the rule sets. Can't be that not hard. that different. Yeah. But, you know, different it's publishers. Clearly, the rugby league, uh, sorry, the rugby union supporting uh, inhabitants of Namibia that are pushing that little wagon. Clearly, they've got the budget over the line. Because well, they, want, they want people to, you know, use Lottie Takiri to score five tries against them in a single game. Uh, why wouldn't they? Good well, luck getting Lottie Takiri on your rugby union game. Fucking how many millions of dollars would that cost? <laughs> Fucking months of negotiation, play out in the media. <laughs> so in any case, if you've got the game, send us a tweet and tell us if we should buy it or not. That's all I want to know. I, yes. want, I want honest opinions about the game from people who... Um, take, a, take a screenshot or a video of Benji Marshall, knock him on over from the sideline just to show us how unrealistic the game is. Did you see the screenshot? We had oh, one two from nine. We had we was. had one sent to us that said this game is you know how realistic the game is, and it had a had a bunch of tries scored, and at the bottom it had uh, Benji Marshall two of nine. Yeah, and so yeah, super realistic. <laughs> so it does have that it's in its like favour. Fucking real life, man. So for, so from the reviews you got so far, I guess it's super realistic, but you know the controls can still be a bit cumbersome, and uh, you know as far as the gameplay is concerned, that's the impression I'm getting at the moment. I mean, some people coming out hard against it, and some people coming out hard for it. I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I just I think that uh, we probably need to not have expectations up there with uh, the likes of FIFA and NFL. That's all I'm going to say. Dun, dun, dun. It's time for the Twilly Awards for season 2012. It's the third annual Twilly Awards. And welcome to the most prestigious. <laughs> That's a good start, isn't it? It is. To the most prestigious Rugby League Awards night. Uh, the Rugby League loving community knows and supports. It is the uh, the um, most pantless awards. It is. Okay. I'm yeah. going to kick it off. Includes the most ties without collars. It's true. It's true. And um, I am going to kick it off. The first award of the night is the Shark Man 05 Memorial Gronk of the Year Award. And the Hotly contested, I might add. Was it? New competitors this year? Yeah, well, I mean, it was almost... Was it universally new or maybe like... There was definitely a couple of new faces in there. Pretty sure Kyle was in there though, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's like the defending champion. Maybe two-time defending champion, was he? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and the winner is... Obviously, Cambo ninety six. Oh wow! Attracted forty four point nine percent of the vote, <laughs> and uh, and he defeated the second place uh, uh, with the auditor of the of the votes. I um, 
I did say my lovely wife, of course. I did say uh, that if it was, um, you know, maybe put the winner and then the second place getter, or if there were like three that were really close, put the three of them. But this one, pretty much daylight, 44.9% to Cambo 96. And second place, he doesn't even know, and he'll never know probably, Andos 20. With 26.1% of the vote. <laughs> and also, well, he course, doesn't know. I mean, he's a very busy man. He's probably, exactly. I mean, trawling those sites to find someone to bang his missus. Exactly right. So it's a tiresome process. It is. So congratulations, Cambo. You are the third annual Memorial Gronk of the Year. We look forward to, uh, you know, visiting you in jail at some point to give you your trophy. <laughs> what do you got for us? The second award of the night is the This Week in League Super Fan of the Year Award. And uh, this has been won by such luminaries in the past as Aaron Tate and Justin Davies. I think that was they, a tie. They tied it one year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Aaron won it outright. I think, I think Aaron got it outright, yeah. Anyway, one of those gronks uh, has won it outright. And they've basically, before. and they both dropped off this year as well, as far yeah. as the. Uh, haters. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go so far as haters, but. Um, <laughs> they, just, they just haven't done as much, you know. Stuff to yeah, I mean, you show. can't afford to drop off. You want to be a super fan. Yeah, that's true. We don't just dole this shit out willy-nilly. Exactly. Exactly. You want to wear the S on your chest. You've got to earn it. Yep. Speaking of earning it. So who in is... In 2012, this week in league, super fan of the year is... With 29.7% of the vote, Andrew... On Twitter at three card magic trick. So how many percent was it? Twenty nine point seven. Very very hotly contested. Must have been close to this um, one. Yeah. And that was owing to his support across the whole season, but also uh, primarily for getting the uh, hashtag hash tigers in decline onto the uh, the ticker for the game plan. Whilst Robbie Farrell was being interviewed about how shit the tigers were going. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So very. Uh, very impressive effort there from Andrew, and uh, having met him, he's, he's a bit of a cock, but, um, you know, he's well-deserved <laughs> this award. He's probably the nicest Doggies fan you're ever going to meet, actually. He's a cock. Uh, but congratulations on your award, mate. You deserve it. Uh, second place was uh, two-time co-host this season, Sam, a.k.a. at Mr. Underscore Wars, W-A-R-Z on Twitter with 26.4 of the vote. Close. And third was, wow... Another, like, it's like a trio of cocks. Who's the... <laughs> can like... I guess? It, can I guess would it be, would it have been Bemson Meister? Sounds like Stephanie Rice's biography. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bemson Meister with 20.3% uh, of the vote. So very, very closely contested. Very closely contested. And all, all, all uh, you know, deserving winners if they had a one. Yes. But it is uh, Andrew. Three Congratulations, mate, and Congratulations, thank you very sir. much for all your support and the support of every every fan that we have. Um, these guys, like I said, there was it was very very hotly contested, but um, we thank everyone who uh, tweets at us and, and you know leaves messages on Facebook and emails us and uh, generally spreads the good twill word throughout the season. Exactly, exactly. Okay, the next award is for the this week in league episode of the year, and the winner is. Episode 96, Settle the Fuck Down. <laughs> did get a run. Attracting 52% of the vote. So it was crushing. A crushing victory. And uh, with your return, I believe, episode 105, Tokyo yes. Kimasabi, attracting 18.9%. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Settle the Fuck Down. Uh, that, that hashtag did get a run for a it, while. It did get a run. And uh, 
Oh, to be honest, I can't remember a fucking thing about it except for the title. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say that uh, some, some of these episodes stand out more in my mind than others, but yeah. <laughs> the fourth award of the evening is, uh, again, hotly contested every year by a number of people. I tell you, we've got some old favourites and we bring in um, some new blood every year, but the This Week in League mascot of the year um, is always... One that we we love to dole out, and there's uh, there's been some luminaries. Uh, one of the uh, nominees this year again was the uh, effervescent Joel the Ottoman Romolo. Yep, he's taken it out before. Um, so without further ado, the winner of the 2012 this week in league mascot of the year is <laughs> Krisnan, Captain Snooze slash No Doze. Inu with 47.3% of the vote. Can you imagine? Can you possibly think back to uh, think back 6 months ago? Would you ever have six thought months? he was like he was he was at the dogs longer than 6 months ago, but I mean even go back 6 months ago. Yeah. Could you ever imagine and could certainly go back a year. Could you ever have imagined that Captain Snooze, or well now now Nodos himself would ever even be well, a nominee go back for the match because it wasn't all that far off for him. Scoring the try to knock the Tigers out. Yeah, about a year. Yeah. year and uh, two weeks. <laughs> but can you ever conceive... I mean, back then, could you have ever conceived of a time where he would have even been on the shortlist no, to be voted because for? We, we always thought that, you know, he had... When he started at the Bulldogs, he had a few uh, a few good games and everyone sort of thought, oh, this could be the uh, transformation into Nodos. Yeah. But I was sort of of the opinion that it was going to... Uh, it was all going to fall by the wayside. Yeah, me too. Me too. Mainly because of death riding the dogs. But yeah, it, did, it certainly did. And uh, second was, of course, the Ottoman himself, Joel Romolo, with a uh, very commendable 29.7% of the vote. So, I mean, we've slammed Captain Snooze. We haven't we? But we love Nodos. We do, we do. And uh, yeah. Who will he be next year, Nathan? <laughs> well, I mean, Who will gonna... he even be playing for? No one will know. Well, yeah, he'll be playing for the dogs, and, you know, there's every, there's every possibility he's just going to go back to being Captain Snooze again. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. He's got it in his game. He's heard us before. He's heard us before. Okay, now we move on to the team of the year, and the first position up for grabs is the fullback position. And, well, let's face it, you know, what have we got there? Fullbacks there. Basically, the fullbacks from the top four sides in comp. So, team of the year fullback is with an astonishing 59.5% of the vote. Ben Barber. Of course. Could it have been anyone else? In second place, 16.2% of the vote, Brett Stewart, the legend. I think second place is uh, taking out guys like Ingleson Slater. That's a good good work, son. Uh, look, another, uh, I mean, I'm sure this is probably the most coveted award Barber will win this year. Yeah, well, no, well, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, there's revelations and things like that to be to be given out. Players well, of the that year is and true. That sort of thing. That is I mean, true. team of the year. It's 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 a, it's a good it's a good award. It's certainly better than the Dally M fullback of the year. Yeah, certainly, right. certainly. But uh, you know, and Dally M player of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's been a, sort of you know, been a good year. Awards that aren't as uh, you know, world renowned as ours. That's but, right. So, you know, award number six of the night is uh, the winger of the team of the year. Um, and the nominees were obviously uh, Bo Ryan, Brett Morris, Ashley Graham, Andrew Everingham, and other. Other meaning Lottie Takiri. And uh, <laughs> the winner is... Matt Utai. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Reddy. 
not really. Brett Morris with 35.8% of the vote. That's he didn't have quite the year that he, he uh, had in 2010 and, and for parts of 2011, but still uh, very, very good effort. And um, Ashley Graham, I, I would have thought might have taken this award out with 27% of the vote. He was uh, one of the top try scorers, and a very consistent performer for the Cowboys, but the award went to Brett Morris. So con- congratulations. Brett it's Morris. because people have got a long memory. Uh, and the long memory enables them to, A, remember back to uh, you know Brett Morris's peak. Yes. Probably. And B, they remember all the fucking tries that Ash Graham lets in <laughs> as, well as, as well as the ones he scores. So, um, but you know, well done. Well done, you necklace wonder. Moving on to the seventh award of the night, and it is the Team of the Year Centre Award. And uh, this one, very hotly contested, actually. Uh, in fantastic centres all around. We had uh, Jamie Lyon, Kristen Inu, Brent Tate, and Josh Morris up for the award. And the winner is... Yes, 49.3% of the vote. Jamie Lyon takes it easily. One of the best centres in the game, there's no doubt about it. And predictably... had a great year. Predictably, Josh Morris second with 29.7%. So, I mean, between two of those guys, they attracted 70% of the total vote. So, uh, uh, well out in front of the uh, remaining guys. But uh, well done, Killer. Another award for you. After taking out awards like, you know, the Manly... uh, the the player's player and things like that as well. So the, uh, the Gordon Willoughby medal. The 5-8th of the team of the year. Again, um, some great players that had some uh, pretty impressive years. And also Todd Carney was thrown in there as well. I don't know how he got nominated. Must be struggling. You take the Sharks to the finals. That's a fucking... <laughs> That's I mean, a commendable you've, you've changed your name to Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, those words have actually been shouted at Todd Carney from time to time in the off-season. So the uh, the winner of the 2012 5-8 of the year is... Fairly convincing. Jonathan Thurston. Not as convincing as you would have thought. 37.8% of the vote. And second with 33.1% was Josh Reynolds. Fair enough, he had a good year though. He did. He came from the clouds and... Um, yeah, that's very, very close to one of the best players in the game. Yeah. Very close, very close. So congratulations, JT. And a little bit of a uh, rumour heading around that uh, he hasn't uh, given an an assurance that he's going to be... You know, committing to the Cowboys any further than than 2013, well, the end of 2013. Uh, A little bit of a rumour that he might be uh, thinking about heading to the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, you know, we know some people that, um, you know... Kind of know the family a little bit. Yeah, no, they, they're pretty. They're pretty adamant that he won't come down here. <laughs> but we'll see. You know, because money talks. And yes. Thurston is certainly a guy who will, you know, look to look towards his life after football and things like that. So, yeah, I guess we'll find out. Next award, the ninth award of the evening, and it's the team of the year halfback slot. And the winner is. I think this one's going to be fairly cut and dry. Just looking at the nominees. Yeah. But we'll open him up, and it will be. Braith and Astor. With 56.8% of the vote, Cooper Cronk. And he won it over Adam Reynolds, who attracted 25.7% of the vote. In his votes. rookie year. But so not so too bad, but yeah. Can't, can't take it away from Cooper Cronk, though. What a fantastic year he had. Premiership winner, Clive Churchill medalist, uh, origin winner, mm-hmm. um, kicked a winning field goal. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, he did it all. Very, very impressive season. He had the year this year that, uh, that Cherry Evans had last year, essentially. Like, yeah, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, obviously, Cherries didn't have the Cherry. origin stuff, but he had like Rookie of the Year and blah, you know, that sort of stuff as well. That's right, and he he must really love that Churchill Medal daily. 
That's why you want to fucking win it. Get carried away with yourself there, champ. Just saying. Don't take offence. Don't give me that look. Just I don't. Saying. I just don't understand what you're saying right I'm now. I'm just saying that you compared the two years. You said he had the same year that Cherry Evans had last year. Cherry Evans. You said the same sort of year. A oh, year it's the where same sort of year now. A year where everything was attracted to them and they were the toast of fucking everything. You wouldn't understand because that's never happened to you. <laughs> Very similar to the year that Scott Prince had in 2005 for the West Tigers. Fuck me, that's a long time ago, isn't it? Very much so. And now Scotty Prince is looking to England and thinking, wow, I could probably... Is he really? Well, I mean, he'd have to be, wouldn't he? It's where he can compete. He's fucking two years into a five-year deal. Yeah, okay, five-year deal. Yeah, that unbreakable shackle. (laughs) (laughs) The lock in the 2012 This Week in League Team of the Year. I think I've got my suspicions as to who this might go to. I think so too. So let's open the envelope and find out. The winner is Paul Gallen. How many? The crushing, crushing defeat of the lowly second place Sean Fensom, who had 10.1% of the vote. So how much did Gal get? 75.7%. That has got to be close to a record, I reckon. And for rightly so too. The man oh, is an absolute machine. Absolutely. Okay, moving on to the team of the year. The second row position. This one, fairly hotly contested as well, actually, when you look at the players that are up for it. And the winner is... How did Watmo make it in there? Nate Miles. And holy shit, this one was hotly contested. Nate Miles won with 32.4% of the vote over Sam Burgess, 31.1% of the vote. And then Frank Pritchard a little further back on 189 But... 1.3%. That is very, a, very close. one of the closest results we've ever had, I think. And rightfully so. Anthony Watmo didn't make it in top three. Well, he made it in the top four, though. That's still pretty good. How'd the Tigers go? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Did they get nominated in any fucking category ever? Maybe uh, Hooker. Oh, which... Uh, oh, no, Bo Ryan was nominated. He didn't finish in the top four, but or top three, but, you know. Yeah. He goes all right. Pretty sure I was the one that nominated him. <laughs> yeah, 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 I put him in... Because the nomination process, actually, just to, just to give a bit oh, of insight, we, we, we put it out to a panel... And these nominations are a, are a collation of, you know, the ones that, you know, as, as a panel, probably about six or seven people as a panel that we agreed upon. But Glenn's suggestions generally went, um, we're trying to get four people for each category. So Glenn's suggestion would have been like, serious answer, serious answer, serious answer, serious answer, and insert West Tigers player. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Robbie Farrow. That's the only one we could actually get away with doing it and actually like be legit. Yes. So, um, <laughs> and I actually nominated Liam Fulton for 5A through the year. <laughs> is it my turn now? Yes, it is your turn. The prop of the year in the This Week in League Team of the Year for 2012 is very well deserved James Tamau from North Queensland Cowboys had a massive breakout year fair enough um, you know prior to that he was famous for pump, punching people in the side of the head but he's uh, he's had a big breakout year played Origin played for his country of choice he came second <laughs> Sam Cassiano with 25% of the vote yeah well yeah, he was the uh, the Dally M prop of the year, year. so yeah. uh, you know it's a, it's a good win there for Tamau very much so he had a great year was very very impressed with him all right, moving on to the Team of the Year Hooker Award. And let's see who wins this one. Oh, you're breathing heavily. Put you out of suspense. Okay. And it's... With 53.4% of the vote. Of course. Cameron Smith. 
bullshit. <laughs> Robbie Farah, Robbie Farah, second. This is bullshit. Robbie Farah, second. These awards are rigged. Yeah, but Cameron Smith, he won State of Origin. He won a Premiership. Cheers. How many tackles did he make? How many tackles did he make in game two? Bitch. Farah, 28.4%. So, Warrior. But, so, but, so between the two of them, they attracted Bullshit. over 80% of the vote. Fuck this shit. So I'm there wouldn't, wouldn't be much left for old uh, Anderson, uh, poor old Matty Ballon. But <laughs> was that the one you were pinning your, you were pinning your hopes of that one, were you? That was the one you, the Tigers were going to take? <laughs> So I was I was positive that Jamie Lyon was going to win centre of the year. So I was quite comfortable coming into this that uh, we'd get something. But there you go. <laughs> We're officially fucked now. <laughs> but Cameron Smith, I mean, you know, if future, you're a warrior, future best player, captain, should be shipped off to the Parramatta Eels. Can't take out a fucking award. Who can? Oh, Sheensy coach of the year. Do we even have that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't. Yeah, you know, coaches don't play a single game all season. Fuck them. <laughs> the. Uh, the unsung heroes, the interchange players. Yes. Of uh, of the NRL. They're about to get sung. <laughs> <laughs> the interchange player of the team of the year for 2012 is. I don't know who could possibly get fucking win. The, nomina- the nominations, of course, were. Oh, I know who's going to win. The lover of a uh, elderly vagina, James Graham. <laughs> you got it in there. For I, had I had to. I had to. Jamie Pura. What? Ben Teo, Josh Jackson, doesn't he play indie music? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. What's that guy's name? Oh, I fucking got no idea. An indie, an indie musician. Josh. Oh, Jack Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Matthew Ryan. If you're playing along at home, it's not just films. No, it's all sorts of stuff. <laughs> who won? And the winner is... James Graham, surely. Oh, uh, James Graham. Yeah, how much? how much? He hasn't had a win like that since he took Ethel home. How much? 45.3% Ooh, of the I vote. Thought, I thought it'd be bigger. Ben Teo. There you go. A lot of Broncos fans listen to the show. Ben Teo doesn't pick up old ladies. 20.9% of the vote. But, uh, Done. James Graham. There you go. He's uh, got an award. Yeah, it's, it's, it's slowly. The slow process of him rebuilding his credibility starts with this award. <laughs> All right, at 15. The, uh, well, one of the bigger awards, not the biggest award of the night, but it's one of the biggest awards, certainly one of the big three, the Player of the Year Award. And this one. Let's do this, Benji. Come on. This one was, a, uh, this one was one where people could enter. There was no multiple choice here. This was basically free entry. People throw it in there, what Let's they've got, this. which Let's probably means Maltzen. we could have a very fractured result set, I'd imagine. Timmy, Timmy Maltzen, come on, mate. And the winner Timmy. is, with 47.9% of the vote, Ben Tim, Barber. Fucking how did he do Tim Moulton out of that <laughs> And, and uh, you see Simone's notes here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hashtags galore there. Oh, sorry, hash marks. And, um, ben Barber? Jonathan, need an extra page for his. Jonathan Thurston got one vote, but it was a mouthy one. So I'll have to look that up later. Um, <laughs> Idris got one, I noticed, in there. Jamie Soward got one in there. Lottie Takiri. Did you put Lottie Takiri in? Because someone did. The video, no. the video ref got one mark. Aaron Woods, Robbie Farrow, Robbie Farrow got one. There you well, go. I can't vote for. There are some absolute <laughs> legends. Shandor Earl. Well, got I reckon one. Cam's voted for Aaron Woods. Someone's put Ben's Adrian. voted for Robbie Farrow. Someone's put Adrian Pertell in there. I'm just trying to look at any other funny uh, ones. That's Jared for sure. Uh, let's see what else we got there. Then they just basically spread. Someone, someone put. Oh, someone put Tim Lolton. 
Yeah, uh, I thought he was a clear-cut winner in my eyes. Some, someone put Darren Lockyer and uh, someone put Steve Menzies. And, um, that was Jackson. And Simone has put in brackets here after the Darren Lockyer vote. I guess Aaron voted. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Jackson. So, in second place, when you look at the percentages and things like that, um, Ben Barber, 47.9%. And in second place was a tie between Cooper Croc and Jamie Lyon, 7.4% of the vote each. So, good effort, guys. Benny Barber cleaning up. Cleaning up so far. Much like Cherry Evans did last year. Oh, so it's similar to Cherry. <laughs> and you can't take that away from him because Cherry Evans did win a premiership. Yeah. The Rookie of the Year Award. One of the most exciting In honour of me. Nathan's favourite movie, Star Wars. The Rookie of the Year. What? There's rookies in Star Wars. <laughs> You're doing that on purpose. <laughs> You're not that fucking retarded. <laughs> Is... Adam Reynolds. Fair enough. Fair enough. What was the percentage? Well deserved. Well deserved. Uh, 44.6% of the vote. And uh, Dirty Sanchez. Jorge Tafua. Nice. 21.6% of the vote. Nice one, Jorge. Nice one. Excellent. And uh, very well deserved. I think, you know, no one's really going to argue too much with uh, Reynolds taking that one. No. As much as you would have liked uh, Corbetti Takiri to get the award. <laughs> not going to happen. I thought that was another chance for the Tigers, just if the Tigers supporters got on him, but uh, apparently not. No. And so, it's not the last award of the night. We almost should put it down as the last award of the night because it's kind yeah, of... Uh, leave it till last. The revelation? Yeah. Leave it till last? All right. There you go. You're going to have to wait about another 10 minutes, five minutes. <laughs> Still got a couple to go. So, do you want to go the next? Do you want to go your your next one? Or do you want me to just go through? Is that going to be out of order then? Well, we can't oh, out of order anyway. Don't make me think. Jesus. Fuck it. We'll do it. The next one. The grab How does act. Billy Crystal do this? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, the man's clearly a genius. The grub act of the year. And the nominations were? This one is going to be a fucking landslide. I'm sure of it. Uh, Sam Perrett. Multiple diving incidents in two, season 2012. James Graham for uh, taking the old ladies home. And biting Billy Slater in the grand final. Brent Tate, State of Origin 3. Can't remember what he did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Punched Michael Jennings in the face. That's right. <laughs> uh, Adam Blair. After, uh, yeah, after, you know, from, from out, outside of the postcode <laughs> of where the incident was happening. Adam Blair for being Adam Blair. Uh, and Matt Pryor for the uh, flying ninja elbow on JT. This one, uh, realistically, we should get 90% of the vote going one way here, but I don't think it'll go that high, but I think it's going to be a landslide. And the yes. winner is James Graham for biting. 56.1%, not quite as high as I thought. And the second place... was Pryor breathes a sigh of relief. Yeah, but the second place, it's surprising, Brent Tate, 18.2. A lot of New South Wales fans out there. There you go. <laughs> so the- that's Booper's second award of the night. <laughs> He's cleaning up. <laughs> the Tontine Softness Award. Yes. Given for, uh, you know, general acts of cattery <laughs> or uh, lack of heart yep. throughout a season. The nominees being the West Tigers for season 2012. <laughs> Tony Williams for season 2012. Jamie Soward for his entire career slash season 2012 <laughs> and Ashley Graham for picking a fight with Brett Stewart and running away Brett Stewart who had five of his teammates backed up behind him as usual now the Tontine Softness Award for 2012 goes to 
I refuse to read that. <laughs> Let me read it. With 57.4% of the vote, the West Tigers for season 2012. And uh, highly commended second place, Tony Williams, 22.3%. is the time in any awards night where someone gets drunk and gets all mouthy and starts taking off their pants and punching people. Uh, how many have you got left to read? Two. Two? All right, cool. So, the next one. The Video Referee Decision of the Year. And the nominees were? The nominees were? Boom. Michael Oldfield, the try he scored legitimately against the, <laughs> against the North Queensland Cowboys. Second, uh, Greg Inglis. Of course, his state of origin try uh, at the expense of Robbie's excellent defence. So we had Hand of, Fo- Hand of Foz and Foot of Faf. <laughs> yep, yep. And we got uh, Sam Parrott for, uh, you know... Which one? But uh, he had, I guess he had the penalty try, which is a legit try, but you know, not so much a penalty. Uh, the foot on the line try in the preliminary final against South Sydney this year. And uh, Billy Slater. He's uh, infamous just dropping the ball straight over the line try against Manly in the preliminary final in 2012. And the winner is... Boom, with exactly 50% of the vote. Greg Inglis in State of Origin 1. Oh, there's a lot of bitter New South Wales fans out there. Second place... Michael Oldfield. Yeah. So there you go. That should have taken hours the most ridiculous decision I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to be able to read this one either, Nathan. What what, what are you up to now? The best Twitter hashtag of 2012. Oh, I wish I could read that one out. Well, you can't. Because I'm going to burn it. And no one is going to read it out. If this doesn't... if, if, If it doesn't win... I'm going to fuck... If it doesn't win with a margin of 80% plus, I'm going to go fucking Burko. win by more than Paul Gallon, I think. Is it? I hope so. Um, now, this one wasn't multiple choice, of course. Yeah, people could put in what they wanted. Although, I imagine it's going to be spread pretty much evenly between two. Maybe three. And the winner. With 81% <laughs> of the vote is... Hash. Nathan is a cockhead. <laughs> yes! Otherwise known as, translated, hash, Tigers in decline. Now I know what it feels like to win a premiership. <laughs> Number two, hash, sex pest, which we can't really take credit for. No, that's a Bemson Meister that production. That is a Bemson Meister. How, much, how, many, how many votes did that one get? 7.3%. Wow, so it's all Tigers in decline. Is that sex Very pest? much so. Now, there were some other... Uh... Jesus. What do you got? It looks like the... Holy All of my jail cell. <laughs> Tigers in decline. Certainly decimated them. Inappropriately sodomized. Someone put someone put hash Glenn as a wanker. That's not very nice. Oh wow! Oh, like there's That's one. You. There was one vote for seven in a row. <laughs> uh, long one. Hash long one defaming Manly. I like that. They got one vote. Um, hash settle the fuck down. One vote. Hash fuck Manly. One vote. Hash granddad in decline. That one was, of the greatest moments. That was, that was Granddad. I like um, this one here. Hash, Des Hazlitt is a C dash 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 and then Simone's put in brackets. I'm not writing that one. Oh, wow, because she's so classy, yet she <laughs> married you. <laughs> Fat Mess. Only one vote for Fat Mess. Yes. Wow. Okay. Hash, Glenn is a wanker. Who the fuck did that? I'll be able to track it down if they put their name in the end. We'll, we'll hunt them down later on. And you'll shake their hand. Yes, but I'll reveal their identity to you and give you the opportunity to... Uh, Excellent. 
destroy them. And speaking of destroying people over the internet, it's the Internet Goose Award. Now, this one, uh, the full name of this award is uh, the You're Doing It Wrong Award for the player who made a goose of themselves on the internet in 2012. I think that this is going to be a landslide victory. Let's open it up and see who the winner is. And I was right. <laughs> With 57.7% of the vote, Blake Ferguson is the winner of the Internet Goose of the Year Award. Narrowly, well not narrowly, actually crushing in second place, his uh, selfie buddy, Josh Dugan, with 14.6% of the vote. So the two of them, as a block, you could say 71, 72% of the vote there. And uh, third, Willie Mason, 13.1%. So just eked out into third, but um, obviously memories of his are hacked. Yeah. It happened kind of at the start of the year, so... It's kind of fading a little bit, so uh, Willie's cleaned his act up, I suppose that means. He has, well, I mean, he's let his uh, performances on the field do the talking. Yep. Rather than the people who steal his phone and hack him. That's right. Um, most interactive player on Twitter, yes. which is uh, a very important award for a lot of our fans. Um, it's always good to, to be interacting with, you know, the guys that we, uh, you know, go out and support every week. The nominations were George Rose at Gorgeous G Rose on Twitter, Bryce Gibbs uh, at Bryce E Gibbs, Jorge Tafua, aka Dirty Sanchez, or at Yo underscore Jorge Tafua, Robbie Farah. He's uh, fairly interactive with some Gronks. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Robbie Farah, of course, and of course uh, the Ottoman Joel Romolo. His Twitter name should be at the Ottoman, but it's not. It's at Joel Romolo, which is fairly boring. Fairly the confusing is, too for fans. Big pardon. Fairly confusing for the fans. Very as well. much so. Joel, who? Brycey Gibbs takes out the award with forty point four percent of the vote. Very well deserved. Second place, George Rose. Yep. And uh, third place on the podium, Robbie Farrell, with eighteen point four percent. There you go. Well deserved. Brycey is funny on Twitter too. He is a bit of a legend. I'd like to have some beers with Brycey. I reckon that would be fairly entertaining. And he could tell you all about the inside story of Tigers in Decline. He could. Okay. And I could tell him that I don't drink beer, but whatever. And they're showing little shandies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And finally, the revelation of the 2012 NRL season is... Boom. Oh, my God. <laughs> 48.6% of the vote... Kristen Inu. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the fans have punked us. Yes. There you yes, go. Yes, they have. Adam Reynolds, second, with 27.7% of the vote. Fair enough. That's fairly uh, revelatory. Yeah. But but not as revelatory as going from a complete and utter fucking gronk that can barely catch a ball and fucked everything up to uh grand final. Yeah. Participant. Participant three times, Losing not a fairly, not a overly successful one. No, but you know, um, getting, but some of the things he did once he pulled on that Bulldogs jersey was, uh, yeah, he he showed glimpses of it during his uh, time at the specifically the Eels, but uh, yeah. he was putting it together week in week out. Because he certainly only did you know, he didn't do anything good at the Warriors. It is one good play basically. Yeah, where he just fell over the line. Yeah. And we're still unable to be tackled by Tim Holton. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Lottie was in there messing it up somewhere too, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he dropped the ball. Yeah. yeah. Let's not forget that. I wouldn't want to put it all on Molson, that's all. 
<laughs> but for his services rendered last year against the Tigers, I suppose, in addition to what you know, the few you know, couple of good things he did with the doggies this year. Kristen Inu, congratulations! So congratulations he, uh, on uh, our most important award of the evening, and uh, and also he's the, first, he's the face. first, the uh, first, first winner that uh, isn't in halves, incidentally, because you remember our first revelation went to uh, Todd Carney. Yes. Second one went to uh, Daily Cherry Evans. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Out in the centres. Since spread around, we've broken the uh, broken the stranglehold of the, the halves. Mascot of and revelation. And you know, much the same, much the same as uh, Daly M's. You know, they're generally the fullback or the halves, pretty exactly. much. So yeah, this week in league, we are certainly much uh, much fairer. We and, keep it real. And congratulations, Chris and Inu, on winning the most prestigious award in rugby league history. Yes, agreed. <laughs> so there it is. Thank you to everyone who uh, who voted. Yeah, and we had we had a, a much uh, a much more people much more people this year than we did last year. Even in fact, the amount of people uh, that voted this year, I think we I think we in the first day beat uh, beat the entire of last year's voting. Jesus! So it was, it was a yeah massive very effort, impressive mass, massive effort this year. Was Thank awesome. you very much for all your participation and completing the survey, which hopefully helps us make a better show and uh, and interact with you guys more. Previews. Preview, I should say. One game. VB Test. It's on Saturday, the 13th of October. The Kangaroos take on the Kiwis from New Zealand up there in Townsville at Dairy Farmers Stadium. It's going to be uh, 6.30 Saturday uh, for us uh, yokels in Queensland. And uh, that'll be 7.30 down there for, you know, New South Wales, Canberra, Victoria, and so on. And other parts of Australia. And parts unknown. Australia, well, what about Campbelltown? Well, Tom will be there. Oh, I don't no think anyone knows because they stole all the clocks. Exactly. Our Australian side is uh, fairly settled. I mean, Australia, rather than naming a squad, they kind of named a side anyway. Um, got here, the team list I've got here is uh, Tony Williams. I thought he was suffering like a hamstring injury or something, but um, obviously not. I much. mean, the fact that Tony Williams gets to represent Australia after the season he had was fairly fucking. It's un Australian. Sorry? It's un Australian to give him an Australian jersey. Robbie Farrow in 14. I can see him making a tremendous impact off the bench. As you'd Perhaps expect, prop. possibly the best player in the NRL. Yeah, because uh, they're, they're, really, they're very likely to swap Cameron Smith out a lot because he's, he's, he, cause he's nothing like an 80-minute 80, 80 player at all. No, well, I mean, it's <laughs> pure genius uh, yeah. that uh, Cameron Smith, who's, who's an 80-minute hooker, will, will probably need to have a rest. Shiloh. Shiloh's come out and said, you know, we've got to win it for genius. Well, that's fantastic for Shiloh. Um, to to think that I don't know why they the Australian team would have to win a game for Sheenius when the team that Sheenius has played a fucking considerable amount of money to coach couldn't be asked going out and winning any more than a handful of games for Sheenius. But yep. good on you, Shiloh. Yep, exactly. If only he had that sort of commitment to his uh, to his own club coach. But whatever. Yeah, very, very strong Australian side though, um, as you would expect. They yeah you know, they generally are. Unless, you know, it's like a, a nothing game and, they're, you know, all the players are pulling out because they'd rather go to Bali. Yes. Anyway, New Zealand, their side has been settled. The fullback, Josh Hoffman. On the wings, Sam Perrett and Jared Beal. Uh, we've got in the centres, Kristen Inu and Dean Vare. 
making his run on debut for the Kiwis. So good on him. Jeez, they're hard up fucking players. Benji Marshall in the six. Kieran Four in the seven. It's a slippery slope. Benji Marshall, and then you get fucking next best players, Dean Vare. I mean, <laughs> what? I would have thought that the Kiwis would have had more centres available, but, you know, there you go. Uh, Jesse... They've all declared themselves eligible for Australia. Yeah, true. Okay, so we've got Jesse Bromish, uh, Isaac Luke's going to start in hooker position, Sam Cassiano, Frank Pritchard, Kevin Proctor, Simon Mannering finish off the pack, and the interchange, Elijah Taylor, Ben Matulino. 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 Greg Eastwood, and number 17... Adam Blair. Adam Blair. I'm surprised Sam McKendry, who's the 18th man, um, was overlooked in favour of Adam Blair. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what they're thinking there because, I mean, Sam McKendry can play. Adam Blair, of course, cannot. He can collect hefty it, paychecks, though. He certainly can. And maybe, you know, that's it's part of like the Tigers pre-season thing that is like, you know, we just need to get this guy, keep him in practice, we'll let him have too much time off and, you know, he'll become shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. You chur, did you say? <laughs> Shit chur. Maybe that's the uh, maybe that's the key for the West Tigers in 2013. Maybe. Just maybe. get Adam Blair carrying his wallet around. That's a yeah. That's in the preseason. Like, like carrying around like you know a, a 40 kilo kettlebell. Yeah. Get him, just get him two laps of the oval carrying his wallet above his head. Now, do we really need to pick a winner for this game? I mean, well, it's surely it's going to be Australia by, you know, how many? Well, clearly. Certainly I mean, 13 plus, if not more. Yeah, I think it, they'll kill them, to be honest. I think, they, I think they'll, they'll absolutely slaughter them. And I mean, you know, we're not afraid of making the big calls and getting the egg on the face, so... Considering... Um, Australia, 30... The three, the three of the best players for Australia of any, you know, that, that combination yeah. of Slater, Cronk and Smith only played two weeks ago. Yeah. But, I mean, the only weak link there, of course, is Darius Boyd. He's, Benji you know, he's Marshall hasn't played for fucking two months. Yeah, Darius Some Boyd would say hasn't played all season. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. So he'd be fresh. I'd be one of those guys saying that. But, I mean, I think Australia 30-something to New Zealand, not many. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right. So, agreed. Amazing. It's taken this long through a season to agree. There you go. New Zealand, you're getting smashed. time for episode 108 as always you can interact with us on twitter so follow at twi league on facebook as well facebook.com forward slash this week in league so make sure you hit the like button and hit the share button on the post as well as we put them up spread the word um the voting is still going on head to our site and to this week in league.com you'll see a not post for the there. twillies not for well not for twillies no this is for us <laughs> us to get some recognition uh, we've got Stitcher Podcast Awards they're starting their awards up this year's the first year you can get on there and nominate every day until October the 19th so when you get on there uh, you'll you'll uh, be presented with a list of uh, categories so scroll down feel free to enter us in every category although you know some of them are ridiculous but go down to the best sport commentary category start typing in the box this week in league and you'll see a drop down populate and you'll find the name click on it hit submit and then I think immediately underneath that is uh, best overall show or you know something like that so throw us in there as well and let's see if we can get a nomination and the other one is the podcast awards you can only have to vote once you're actually only permitted to vote once at least per IP address and email address <laughs> um, so get in there and that's and that's actually a lot more restrictive as well as ha- as the categories you can vote. You can't actually spam us all into every category. Um, a show can only be nominated nominated in either the best show or best produced show, 
and one other category. So if you want to throw us a nomination in the best show category and then scroll down and throw us a nomination in sport, that would be fantastic. Um, last year, we got to the finalists. We were one of the finalists, like four or five finalists in the sport category. Everything and the only against- people that knocked us off were ESPN. Exactly. I mean, we were up against uh, a number of ESPN productions. So it's a big ask. Uh, you know, it's fantastic to even make it to the finals there, and we'd like to do that again. And Opportunity missed for ESPN. Yeah, yeah. that's like- right. You know, they could have swept the pool. They could have picked Sign us up. up, motherfuckers. They could have. They could have. But um, yeah, I'd probably so, have to stop talking like that if ESPN signed us up. So yeah, exactly. So Fuck we, we definitely want to get to the finals again. And you know, who knows if we can get some sort of push on there and uh, maybe even get an award. But let's get to the finals first. You can only vote once. Uh, so if you can go to uh, podcastawards.com, uh, throw us a vote there as well. That would be much appreciated. Um, with Facebook. Just saw something on. Uh, we don't have any iTunes reviews this week, so I thought I'd just bring something up that I saw on Facebook from Sam, host of the you know one time co-host of the show, helped us out for two episodes, and uh, a post he did today, which I know you saw as well because you liked it. I just spent one thousand dollars renewing two Broncos season tickets that I won't even get to use because I'll be living overseas. That's that right there is what it is to be a real fan. Fairweather fans slash individual ticket buyers can suck my dick. Support your team. Hash. No shit fans here. So the first uh, surprising thing is he used... That hash- is the epitome he, of Samuel. He used the hashtag on Facebook, so he fucking... What are you doing here? Which is also... <laughs> stupidity is also yeah. the epitome of Samuel. But also, that's kind of the... That's the real Sam. I thought when he was on the show, he was really toned down. And he was actually... He got, kept the lid on it. He's trying to... Um, he's trying to do me proud. And it's some... You know, the fact that he, <laughs> he came out and he did his best, but he didn't gronk it up anywhere near enough. No, no. As far but, as um, I was concerned. But yeah, uh, he he's uh, going on a pretty extended extended holiday overseas, and then uh, ultimately he's going to end up in uh, in London again, I'd say, and uh, try his luck there for a couple of years if he can. Yes, and um, only yeah. after seeing James Graham's video on YouTube did Sam go, you know where I need to be, <laughs> England, the northern the northern England. But yeah, so um, and he is actually, I mean, apparently uh, I can't remember what what level of tickets is he, are they gold tickets there at, at Suncorp. Yeah, they are. And yeah, there's a couple of rows behind us and further over to the right. So yeah, yeah and they're basically that section's pretty much booked out. I think so. You know, if you if you want to get tickets, you've got to wait for people to kind of relinquish their their seats or whatever. So he's basically going to he doesn't want to lose his seats. You know, for the couple of, you know when he's back in a couple of years. So he's actually going to pay for his season tickets and let his old man use them or whatever for you know the next couple of years. So that's commitment that uh, and that's what I like exactly. to see from fans. Um, as I said, no new reviews on iTunes this week, uh, to be expected really, given it's uh, winding down at the end of the season. But, you know, who knows? If you want to surprise us, by all means, chuck us a review on iTunes, eh? Um, and we have yourselves a, out, Tigers. We have a winner of the finals uh, fantasy comp as well. Uh, we announced last week it was the Powder Puffs that won, and it was, uh, it's been revealed as uh, Gavin, who we know on Twitter as at MagpieView, who is a uh, staunch Westies fan to the point where he uh, actually despises the West Tigers, I believe. Mm. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, he does. He's a very staunch magpie, and for that I commend him, but I don't know about the hate and the Tigers thing. I just think that's a little bit rough, but... Well, you know, they shafted they shafted Old West a bit, didn't they? Just a little bit? Well, not really. The West have the upper hand in the merger at the moment. So. They do in the, at the moment, yeah. Oh. But, I mean, it's not like they're called the uh, Balmain magpies. No, that's true. <laughs> Only go around in black and white. <laughs> Even though the Hamburger jersey is their finest jersey. It is fantastic. It is fantastic. It's a, a beautiful throwback to the uh, Magpies heritage, which uh, Gav clings to so uh, vehemently. So, other than that, 
shop. We still have... Oh, well, he's going to actually take away... Speaking of shop, he's going to take away a prize pack. And uh, he sent through, yeah, so we can send him a shirt and a hat, stubby cooler, all that good shit. But if you want to grab some of your own, head to the shop, thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop to grab some stuff. And uh, yeah, basically, let's sell all that stuff out so we can go with the uh, next range. Yes, sir. For the next season. So uh, do it. You have anything else to add tonight? Um, no. No, I don't, Nathan. What a great awards night it's been. It was, and um, I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm stunned, stunned at the revelation Yes. of the 2012 NRL season. Just goes to show, they've been listening to us for 108 episodes, and they've learnt fuck all. Well, they've, they've, it's almost like they, they trolled us with their selection. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so maybe they have been listening after all. Who maybe, knew? maybe. But congratulations to Kristen you know, for taking out the big prize and, and Ben Barber for pretty much taking out everything else. And James Gray for taking out all the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. So we got a test match this weekend. Yes. Last game of the season. And next week, last show of the season. Yeah, and it will be our traditional... Hits and Misses episode. Yes. Where we go through our predictions from the... Uh, I look like a genius and you look like a cock. I remember last year when everything I was doing was just ding, ding, ding because I just said, you know, Manly's going to win. Cherry Evans is going to be the revelation. Cherry Evans is this, he's a rookie of the year. And, you know, luckily it all came true. And you had a terrible time last year. This year, I think we're both in such shit. Yes. Because for the things that I'm going to get wrong... You've you got the undefeated Premiers thing to answer for. Mm. No, I- <laughs> it's all coming back to me now, as Celine said. There's so there's so much wrong. <laughs> Adam Blair was going to be the revelation. Yeah, he was. He was. He didn't even take out the grub of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's how shit he was. Yeah, I mean, if only we'd had... If he wasn't even good at, at his forte. <laughs> if only we had a category for the worst buy of the year in the Twillies, you know, he may have won an award. But even then, I think Sandow probably would have beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Blair just couldn't win anything no but that's it for this week see you next week to re- recap the final game enjoy the final game of the year on Saturday night yes and uh, let's hope it's a good one hook in enjoy yourselves see you next week see ya